morning, let us begin. Begin by thanking our sponsors. Thank our Tamil Torah sponsors for the month of Sivan. Baruch Meir and Rina Dubin for dedicating all the Shurman Drashos this month. And it's Chusufar of Shlema for their niece, Chavetzi Pora Baschaya Malka. To thank Shmuli and Libudinovitz for dedicating the Shurim this month. And it's Chusufar and Aliyah for the Nisham of Shmuli's father, Harav Paris Avram. Ben Arab Binyomin Moshe Zichron Livracha. To thank our Week of Learning sponsors, Ira and Miriam Grossman, in honor of their 50th wedding anniversary. And to thank our Day of Learning sponsors, Barry and Lori Frank, in commemoration of the art site of Lori's father, Yisrael Meir Ben Chaim Tzvi, Zichron Livracha. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, all of the Nishamas will have an Aliyah, the families in Nechama, and all of those who require a Refuah. We'll have one together with Kol Chole Yisrael. But with that, let us begin. Today's daf is Kuv Ches 108. Actually, we have a lot to do today. We are picking up on Kuv Zayin 107b. 107b, and we actually left off at the second wide line. Be'shamay Omrim Befanav. So remember again, the second Machlokis in the Mishnah, actually, no, not the second, but the third Machlokis in the Mishnah, was whether or not Miyun has to be done in the presence of the husband or not. So Beishamai Paskin, that halacha lamaisa, Beishamai said, Befanov, Miyun has to be done in the presence of the husband. And Beishilal said, Bein Befanov, Bein Shalom Befanov. In front of him, not in front of him. Either way, it's okay. So says the Gemara, says the Gemara, second wide line, 107b. Tanya, Umberland, Beishilal, Beishamai. So Beishilal said to Beishamai, Ay, what about Valo, Pishon Hagamal? But there was a story, there was an episode, this guy Pishon the camel driver. So Pishon the gamal, his wife did meon with him, not in his presence. So Rabbi Osei, you have to understand, we've, we've, we've been through Gemara enough to know that sometimes the most compelling thing you can do to prove a point is to quote an actual maisa. To show that something was actually done. So they so they say to Bishamai, they, they did meal for Pishon, for Pishon not in the presence of his wife, or I should say, his wife did his wife did meal not in his presence. So Bishama says to Basilal, you can't bring a raya from Pishon the Kamal. Why not? If you look at Rashi, because Rashi says over here, Pishon al-Gamal was like a Mida Kefusha Marad. Look at Rashi. Kimida Kefuya Marad Lashon Ona. Kimode Bushuli Hamidas. Well, say this was an expression for someone who measures out, measures out produce in a flawed utensil. So it's an expression. So in other words, Pishon is someone who like measured out in a flawed utensil. Meaning what? Pishon himself wasn't a good guy. Pishon himself wasn't a good guy. Finish Rashi. Rashi, finish Rashi. The fichach madadu lo gemida kafusha. So I say so. Apparently, apparently, this guy Pishon was mistreating his wife's nichse malug, like we saw in yesterday's daf. A concern that could occur with Miyun. He was misappropriating and misusing his wife's his wife's property. So because he was misusing the property, therefore, what they wanted to get her out of this marriage as quickly as possible, and therefore allowed for Mion even not in his presence. So the Gemara says, Now, interestingly enough, I will say, here's what's fascinating. Okay, I, I, I could buy that. In other words, remember again, 
Beisham is coming along and saying, Miyun could only be done in the presence of the husband. Now the Gemara says we have a story with this guy, Pishon, where we are allowing, we are allowing Miyun not in his presence. To which the Gemara says, okay, it's because he wasn't a good guy. He wasn't acting appropriately. That's why we allowed, for, specifically in the property, in the property realm, that's why we allow for Miyun. To which the Gemara makes an amazing observation. But one second, the fact that he is consuming his wife's nichse malog tells me that's what Rabbi say. They were married. There was Nisuin. Because remember, again, a husband only gets to enjoy his wife's nichse malog after Nisuin. He only gets peros after Nisuin. Now, I will say, what did Shammai say yesterday's daf? You could only do Mion from Erosin, not from Nisuin. So, how is Beishamai, forget about not in his presence, how is Beishamai even allowing Mion to occur in this scenario? To which the Gemara listen to this. So, Tre Kitri of Dubai. Ultimately, again, look at Rashi. Shnei Sharem Asu Alav So literally, they made two knots against Pishon. So it's an expression. In other words, that Pishon acted in an inappropriate way. And therefore, again, Chazal took two liberties in allowing his wife to go ahead and perform Mion. Liberty number one is that they allowed her to perform Mion not in his presence. Liberty number two is... They allowed for Mion even during Nisuin. Incredible, incredible. And I will say, so it, it makes sense because remember, as we saw before in yesterday's daf, the, according to Beishamai, the inability to perform Mion after Nisuin was rabbinic legislation. So essentially, again, what the Gemara is saying over here, in a case of need, we'll lift the rabbinic legislation and allow for Mion even from Nisuin, incredible. Beishamai Omer Bifne Bezin. So Beishamai said that the Mion has to happen in front of a Bezin. Ultimately, again, Beishilah says it doesn't. Nan Hosom, Hachalitza Va Mion Bishlosha. Chalitza and Mion require three people. So Mantana, whose opinion is this? Amaraba, Amaraba, Beishamai. It's Beishamai. Beishamai holds that Mion requires a Bezin. Three. Abai Amar, no, no, no. Afilu Tema Beishilah. Even Beishilah agrees. Ad Khan Lokon Beishilah Ela Deloba Inon Mumchin. They both say, just to be clear, when Basilel says that you, excuse me, that you do not require a Beisdin, what was Basilel saying? You don't require mumchin. You don't require experts. But halacha lamaisa, you still require a group of three. And that's the Gemara saying over here. Avashlosha ba'inan kidesanya, be'ishamay omrim, bifnei be'izdin, u'be'isila omrim, bifnei be'izdin, shalom bifnei be'izdin. Be'ishamay says, miyun has to happen in front of a be'izdin. Be'isila says, in front of a be'izdin, not in front of a be'izdin, ve'elu ve'elu modim, she'tzarech shlosha. I will say, very important. So when the Mishnah says that be'ishamay is requiring a be'izdin, and be'isila doesn't require a be'izdin, what, what's their machlokas? Do you require mumchen? Do you require people who are experts in halacha? According to Beis Hillel, the answer is no, you just need three. According to Beis Shammai, the answer is yes. So the Gemara goes weiter. Rabbi Yossi Bar Yehuda, Rabbi Lazar Bar Yishimin Machshir Mishnayim. So Rabbi Yossi Bar Yehuda and Rabbi Lazar Bar Yishimin hold that you only need two. Am Rabbi Yossi Bar Minyumi, Am Rav Nachman, Halacha Kosa Hazog. Rabbi Yossi Bar Minyumi, Rav Nachman said the halacha follows this pair. In other words, the pair referring to referring to Rabbi Yossi by Yehud and Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon, who only require two. Now, so we know we don't paskin that way. Halach so we paskin that chalitza, like, or mion, like chalitza, requires a bezdin, requires three. Now, again, it doesn't require dayonim mumchin, doesn't require expert judges. It just requires what? It just requires people who are capable. In the case of chalitza, 
capable of feeding the psukim. In the cases of miyun, people who are capable of administering the process, as we'll see in the next Mishnah. Beautiful. The Mishnah ended off in a, with a strange statement. So remember again, the Mishnah said like this. The Mishnah dealt with the following scenario. I'm just quoting to you from the Mishnah. If a girl does miyun, if a girl does miyun, so again, Rachel is married off by her brother, or by her, let's call by her mother, to, to Ruvain. Okay, she's a Kitana, she has Kiddushi Dirabanon. Now she decides, I don't want this anymore. So she does Miyun. She does Miyun, okay. So the Mishnah said, I feel, I feel and now she's still a Kitana. I feel Dalit Pamim. So according to Beis Hillel, according to Beis Hillel, she could repeat the process of getting married as a Kitana and dissolving marriages through Miyun even four or five times, which is another way of saying what? Her brother or her mother can marry her off as many times as they want when, while she's a kitana, and she has the ability to utilize miyun to dissolve each of those marriages. So Beishamai says, Ein benos Yisrael hefker. Beishamai is against that practice. She says, no, it's not appropriate. It's not appropriate. Rather, Ella, Mema'enes umamtenes achatik dovetemayin vitinase. So let's know the Mishnah like this. Beishamai says, after she does miyun, here's what she should do. She shouldn't get married again. She should wait until she becomes an adult, until she becomes a gedola. Now his lashon over here is wait until she gets older. Vitemain, do miyun, do miyun, and then she should get married. So asks the asks the asks the yemara. She should do miyun. She vaha It sounds like Beishama thinks she has to do miyun again, twice. Like she does miyun when she's a kitana to dissolve the marriage. And then it sounds like she has to do miyun again at some point. The Gemara says, why does she have to do miyun? She already did miyun. Amr Shmuel, no, no, no. Achetagdil v'tomer, rot sa'ani b'mi'unim harishonim. Shmuel says, what Beishamai is saying something very interesting is that right, become, right before she becomes an adult, she has to reaffirm her miyun status. She has to reaffirm, I really want the miyun. Look at Rashi. Rot sa'ani shema chazra. So I will say, so, she, so again, literally, Right before she becomes a gedola, she reaffirms that the mion she did that she was younger was in fact the mion that she wants. Okay, Ula Amar Tarti Katani. Ula says no, no, no. There's two cases in the Mishnah. What are the two cases in the Mishnah? Oshet Temain Vitagdil Vitares. Either A, she can go ahead and do Mion, and according to Beishamai, she should wait, right? She should wait, ultimately again, and then when she gets older, she could do Erisin. Or at the end of the day, or at the end of the day, she could get remarried, but she has to do Nisuin immediately. Now, both say, take a look at Rashi for just a moment. Beishamah is not coming to say that she has to do me on a second time. Rather, Beishamah is outlining two possibilities. Option number one is after she does me as a kitana, after she does me as a kitana, what are her options? She waits. No, no more marriage when you're a kitana. Wait till you become a gidola, wait till you become a gidola, and you'll get married in a normal fashion. Oh, imrata sadlihi nasay, mima'enes bebal, vitinase la alter. Or the second possibility is, as a Kitana, she can get remarried. But what? She has to do Nisuin immediately. Why, Rabosa? Why Nisuin immediately? Because according to Beishamai, what happens after a girl does Nisuin? No more Mion. What Beishamai is looking to avoid is repeated acts of Mion. He says it looks immoral. 
does it doesn't look right if a girl's going to constantly get getting into marriages and constantly dissolving them. So therefore, again, if her mother married her off and she decided to do mion, which is her right, now she's unmarried. There are two options. Option one. Wait to get married until you become a gidola and could affect regular marriage. Option number two is if you are insistent on getting married again as a kitana or someone's insistent on marrying her off again as a kitana, marry her off, must do nisuin immediately because according to Beishamai, no nisuin, I'm sorry, must do nisuin immediately because according to Beishamai, no miyun after nisuin. So it says, the bishlam According to Allah, it makes sense. That's why the Mishnah says, until she gets older and does Nisuin, but according to Shmuel, who says that she has to reaffirm the Mion, it should say, that she should grow up until, until she grows up and reaffirms her commitment to the Mion. Good question. Good question. Then I both say, we paskin like Beis Hillel down the line in this Mishnah. So even in this last case, Rabbi say we actually hold that a girl as a kitana could get married multiple times. And remember, any marriage that is going to be affected on her behalf as a kitana, assuming it's not her father, because her father could affect biblical marriage, it's going to be her mother or her father, mother or her brother. They have the ability only to affect rabbinic kiddushin. And Einachinami, under those circumstances, she could do Mion even four or five times. Okay, both say weiter. So both say, this is an interesting question, which is, who is the Kitana that we're talking about who has the ability to do Mion? In other words, both say, what we're saying is like this. We have to assume that Mion itself requires some level of Das. Right, some level of das, even though she's a kitana, right? There has to be some level of das associated with it. It says, say, This is incredibly important. Says the Mishnah, when is there miyun? Miyun only takes place when the girl was married off with her consent. Whatever consent a minor could have, she's married, she's married off with her consent. Aval, listen to this. However, he daita, but let's say her mother or her brother married her off against her will or without her consent. She does not need miyun. Now I will say, what does it mean she doesn't need miyun? Why, why, why doesn't she need miyun? There's no marriage. It's fascinating. There's no marriage. So the ability, I will say, by the way, I will point out over here, this is different than the ability of a father to betroth his minor daughter, where a father has the ability to do it even against her will. A brother or a mother only have the ability to do it with her consent, to the point that if they arrange a relationship with her without her consent, there's no mion because there's no marriage. So the Gemara Shabbat Omer, Kol Tinokes She'eni Yechol. So we'll say that's first element, consent. Next, Rabbi Hanina Ben Antigonus Omer, Kol Tinokes She'eni Yechol Lishmar Kiddushaha, says, How old does she have to be? She has to be at least old enough to be able to watch over the article that she received for Kiddushin. In other words, both say, if she gets a ring for argument's sake for Kiddushin, and she's so young that she can't even keep track of it, right? She can't even hold on to her stuff, that, that, that's too young to be able to affect any level of Kiddushin. But say, whenever you see the Lashen, of that she doesn't need Mion, saying she doesn't need Mion is another way to say what? Another way to say what? There's no marriage. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Lazar, Omer, ain't my sekitana klum. 
So Lazar says, in general, anything done to a kitana has no halachic relevance. Rather, again, relations with a kitana is not marriage, but rather will be like a mafuta. It's treated like someone who seduces a woman. We'll see what that statement means. Similarly, again, I'll say, if a bas Yisrael, again, we're talking about now, in a situation, according to Rabbi Lazar, where Hala, or it's changed to Rabbi Eliezer, ultimately, again, where, where there is no marriage to a kitana, and it's treated like a mafuta, it's treated like a woman who is seduced, therefore, again, if she's a Bas Yisrael, who's quote-unquote married to a Kohen, because that marriage is not a marriage, lo so chavachuma. Bas Kohen the Yisrael, if the girl is a Bas Kohen who marries the Yisrael, to chavachuma, she could continue to eat truma. Rabbi Eliezer and Yaakov Omer, kolakava shehi min ha'ish, so we'll see what this statement means, but it literally translated, anytime the akava, the akava is like the ikov, the, um, the holding back. I don't know, that, we'll use that word for just, we'll use that phrase. The, anytime the holding back is from the man, she is considered his wife. Ultimately, anytime that the holding back is not from the man, it is as if she is not his wife. The Gemara is going to define that statement. Says the Gemara, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Tana, listen to this. Barishona hayukosvin get meon. So now here's what's interesting. The Mishnah defined, the Mishnah defined kind of who is subject to the process of meon or how this type of marriage subject to me, that is subject to meon takes place. What the Gemara now is going to get into is what does meon look like? Because we'll say, what it sounds like is what is meon? What is meon? The girl goes over to her husband and she says, I don't want to marry to you anymore. Right? Now again, we established in the previous Mishnah that it sounds like it has to be done bifanov, right? Actually, as she said, no, it's not true because we have like Basilov, even Shalom bifanov, but it sounds like it requires a Bezdin, right? Or at least at least three people. But what's the process? Listen to this. They used to write for a woman a get meon, a meon document. What did it say in the Mion document? So the Gemara says, Lora inabe, velotza vinabe, veles anabai lehis nasbabe. I don't, I don't want you, right? I don't desire you. I don't want to be married to you. Kevan de chazo de nafesh tibura. Since ultimately they saw that it was a lot of words, Amri tap of kufchas. We'll see what it means in a lot of words. Asi lachlufe begita. They will say they were concerned. They were concerned that people would confuse this with a regular case of get. Now I will say. What's the issue over here? The truth is, it sounds funny because this is a relatively, a relatively, you know, short document, but Lamaisa already has too many words. So I would say they were concerned that writing this type of document would lead people to get confused with a regular get, with a regular get, and even an unexperienced, now I will say for this, you don't need an experienced sofer. For a regular get, you do require an experienced sofer. People were concerned that the people will say the same way that you don't need an experienced sofer. For a get of Mion, you also don't need an experienced sofer for a get for Gitten. Takinu Haki, this is what they instituted. Beyond Ploni, Mirna Plonis Pas Ploni. Beanpina Banpina. Both say here it is. So they instituted a shorthand. Here's the shorthand. On so and so day, right? Plonis Bas Ploni, this woman, the daughter of so and so, did Mion in front of us. That's it. Hey, that's the whole document. That's the whole document. So again, what we, be, what we see from this, which is very important, is that Halacha Lama Yisa, Mion does have a document. Does have a document. A short document, 
but a document nevertheless. Tana Rabbanon, we'll say third lie down, Kuf Chesem and Dalaf. Tana Rabbanon, Eizuhu Miyun, what is Miyun? Amra Iyaf Shiba Ploni Baili, Iyaf Shiba Kiddushin Shikid Shuni, Aimi Va'achi. So we'll say, a woman says, I don't want my husband, or I don't want this marriage that my mother or my brother affected on my behalf. That's Miyun, good. But we'll say, that's like straight out Miyun. Yes, I'll, yes, I'll came even more. Amra Bihuda Afilu Yosheves Ba'apiryon, Ba'olechas, Mi Beis Aviha Lebeis Baila. Bosa, listen to this. Bosa, take one better. I mean, not better. Interesting. Bosa, let's say, she's at the chasana. She's at the chasana, right? She's in the big bridal chair, right? They're carrying around. She's dancing, right? The carving stations are open. And she says, you know what? I don't want this guy. I don't want this guy. That's Mion. That's Mion. Yes, I came. I'm going to do that. How you are in the sumum based by law. Or they have, let's say she's married. They have company in the house. She's serving the company. The company says, how are things? She says, you know, I really don't want to be married to this guy, right? That's also a little kind of, it's awkward, awkward, right? But Lamaisa, that's Mion as well. Then I both say, what's the Hiddish of these cases? The Hiddish of these cases is she's acting in a normal marital capacity. In other words, she's sitting on the big bridal chair. She's serving company in her home. So the Gemara says, even though her words don't match the context. In other words, like contextually, looks like she's fine. She's married. We don't look at the context. We look at her words. And if in her words, she is saying, I don't want to be married to this man, then Allah Chalamai said, that's me. Yes, so I can. I'm listen to this. Another case. So listen to this. Let's say her husband sent her to the store to pick something up, to pick up his stuff. And she says, she says, I don't want to marry to my husband. This is Mion. And I will say, what's the Chiddush in this case? See, in this case, he sent her on an errand, right? So you might kind of, why, why, why is she saying, I don't want to be married to this guy? Why is she saying it? She's annoyed at him. She's annoyed at him, right? Even though you might say that she's saying it there because she's annoyed at him, it's interesting. We don't, we, don't, we don't really look deeper into her words. If this girl expresses a desire to be out of this marriage, then ultimately, again, ultimately, she's out of the marriage. Incredible. I will say, by the way, I'll just point out something amazing, just fascinating to contemplate. And I will say, one of the greatest, one of the greatest like contemporary challenges, it's not contemporary, it's been, is the concept of aguna. Right, the idea, the idea that divorce, regular divorce, is really a male-dominated process. In other words, the husband controls the get. Husband controls the get almost entirely. It's fascinating to see how here you have a case of Mion, here you have a case of Mion, and here all we do is we look at what the woman says, the girl says. If she says I want out, we 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 want out, which I both say it's such a fascinating thing because sometimes the time that people have is that the Rabbanim, whoever the Rabbanim are, don't care enough about the plight of women, therefore don't do anything about Aguna. And I will say, I just want to point out something interesting. Miun is a rabbinic process. And if you look at the way Miun works, is as soon as the girl says she wants out, she's out. She's out. That's the way Chazal structured the process. Even though, again, she's serving company tea, she says she wants out. I'm just pointing out that sometimes it's important to understand that there's a system that is bigger than any rav or any posik or any quote-unquote group of rabbanos. Sometimes there's a system. We don't understand why HaKadosh Baruch who structured the get system the way he structured it. 
certainly it seems like it's overwhelmingly slanted in the direction and the favor of, it's hard. It's hard to understand what the Chachmas Habore was with it. But just to understand that sometimes a, a, an inability to find a comprehensive solution, a comprehensive solution doesn't necessarily mean that there's a lack of empathy or a lack of desire to try to work through something. Vaharaya, when Chazal controlled the process, look what it looks like. Look what it looks like. In other words, the husband has no control over here. The woman has all the control over here. And again, the marriage is dissolved just with a couple of words, no matter what the context is. Just important, sometimes an inability to find a comprehensive solution doesn't necessarily mean that there's a lack of ratzon or a lack of empathy involved. The Gemara goes by, Rabbi Hanina ben Antigonus, Omer Koltinokes, I'm Rabbi Hudomer Shmuel, Halacha Rabbi Hanina ben Antigonus. The Halacha is like Rabbi Hanina ben Antigonus. So the Gemara says, Tana, Kitana, Kitana Shalomi and Ava Amda Venise. So listen to this case. This is fascinating. So I will say, let's say you have the following scenario. You have the following scenario. A girl, Kitana, who didn't do Mion, but she goes ahead and she marries someone else. So I will say, it's just a pretty wild case. Right? So Kitana, Rachel, we'll call the Rachel, is married to Ruvain. And then what happens? She doesn't do Mion. Instead, what does she do? She goes and she marries Shimon. She goes and she marries Shimon. To which the Gemara says, so, so, how do we view this? She married Shimon, she's married to Ruvain. I will say, how do we view her marriage to Shimon as what? As Mion to Ruvain. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, the, correct, correct. But remember, all any, this is important point, Mion, remember, we had a previous Machlokas, Beisham and Beisilel. Does Mion work only in Erisin or Nisuin also? Let's assume right now we pass in like base Hillel. So Mion even works from Nisuin, which means that she's fully married to Ruvain. To Ruvain. Beisham, I would read this as his only Kiddushim. But we're assuming it's Nisuin also. So I will say, so now it's a wild case. Wild case. So now she was married to Ruvain, and now she marries Shimon. She marries Shimon. So I will say, so the Gemara says over here, Rabbi Huda says, her, her acceptance of Kiddushim from Shimon is in and of itself miyun to ruvain. Ibailuhun is kachamau. So we'll say that's nisuin. What happens if she only accepted kiddushin from Shimon? Would that effectively be miyun to ruvain as well? Tashma, kitana shlomi and ava amdan is kacha. If a kitana didn't do miyun, but she accepted kiddushin from a second man, so I say, this is a wild case. So now I say, after we just got finished saying that Mion is pretty much any time that she comes along and she says, I don't want this marriage. Once she says it, ultimately again, the marriage is done. Now this is even an additional level. Even though she never explicitly articulates that she doesn't want the marriage, but behaviorally, she does something which indicates that she is clearly done with the first marriage. That's Mion also. So she's married to Ruvain. Again, rabbinic marriage. Her mother married her off to Ruvain. She now comes along and what? Accepts Kiddushin from Shimon. The act of acceptance of Kiddushin from Shimon is Mion on the marriage to Ruvain. Wild. Do the Rabbanon argue in Rabbi Huda ben or not? When if they argue, do they only argue on Kiddushin or also Nisuin? And if they do argue, Afilu ben Nisuin, Halacha Kamoso, and Halacha Kamoso, we both say, who does the Halacha follow? And if you say the Halacha follows him, then is it Ben Nisuin 
או אפילו, אפילו בקידושין. שמו עושה סבת סלוחו, סבתשמע רבי יהודה ומשמואל, הלוך רבי יהודה בן בסירא. תהלוכה is like רבי יהודה בן בסירא. שמו עושה ממר again, רבי יהודה בן בסירא is of the opinion he holds that הלוכה למעשה, מיון could be affected even behaviorally. So if רוכל comes along and accepts קידושין from שמן, the act of acceptance from קידושין from שמן is מיון תרובין. So the Gemara said the fact that it says halacha, halacha mechlal de pligi. Someone's arguing, Rabban arguing. Vakati tibay lacha to have an esiba meikara odil mekadsha. And then I will say again, this was a question that Greg raised before. So I will say now I still have a question. In her marriage to Ruvain, was there kiddushin with Ruvain, or was there just kiddushin, or was there any suim? Tashma the kal say the avdon imrod. I will say this reference is back. Remember again. The story we had just two, two days ago with Avdon and Rabbi Shema and Rabbi Yossi, right? Avdon was the one who insulted Rabbi Shema and Rabbi Yossi publicly when Rabbi Yossi, Shema and Rabbi Yossi was slow getting to the Shia of Rabbi. And remember again, the Gemara that had a little bit of a different version, but here it sounds like it's the same story. Kal se da Avdon Imrod, the daughters-in-law of Avdon, of Avdon rebelled against their husband. I will say in general, when we hear Imrod, that generally means Lashon of they refuse to be intimate with their husbands. So the Gemara says, Shadar Rabbi, Shadar Rabbi, Zugid Rabbi, So Rabbi sent out, sent out a delegation to see what was going on. Amr Lehu, Nashi, so the women, right, so the, so the daughters-in-law of Avdan are standing with a group of women. Chazu Gavraichu Dakaasi. They saw men who were coming. The women thought, Amr Lehu, Nehavu Gavraichu, so what happened? Chazu Gavraichu Dakaasu. So the women saw, this group of women saw men who were approaching. The women thought that it was the husbands of, of, of the daughters-in-law of Avdan. All right, there's a long-winded way of saying. They thought it was the sons of Avdan who were coming. So they, so, so they, said, to the, so they said to the two girls, so they said to the two daughters-in-law, look, your husbands are coming. What did the girls say? They should be your husbands. It's okay, we don't need them. As a, they could be your husbands. And the Rebbe said, that's Mion. That's Mion. Any expression, any expression of an unwillingness to be married anymore is miyun. So the Gemara says, my love to have a nesiba. Now, Arzun, we're talking about a case of nisuin. And you see again that halach halamaisa, first of all, you see that you could do miyun even from nisuin. Lo to have a mekatshe kiddushin. No, it was just kiddushin. Fa'alocha, krabi yudu ben b'seira, afi lo b'nisuin dikama. And I will say, the halach is like krabi yudu ben b'seira. I will say, halach is like krabi yudu ben b'seira. Namely what? Namely what? I will say that halach halamaisa, if a ketana, accepts Kiddushin from another man, accepts Kiddushin from a second husband, even if she had Nisuin with the first husband, the act of acceptance of Kiddushin from a second husband is effectively Mion on her first marriage. Absolutely wild. So so what's this? Rabbi Huda said, Rabbi Huda said, Rabbi Huda said, name is Shmuel. I've hazard over these halachas, and I have found no one who has as thorough of a shita in this inyan as Rabbi Lazar. Shasar Rabbi Lazar, ki metayeles imo bechatzer, va'omedes mecheiko, v'tovelas va'ocheles betshuma la'erev. Because Rabbi Lazar, in Rabbi Lazar's model, in Rabbi Lazar's model, because we remember again, what did Rabbi Lazar say in the Mishnah? He said, ein maise ketana klum elokimofuta. So Rabbi Lazar really holds that there's no semblance of marriage in this particular situation. So literally, again, he says, it's as if she's strolling with him in the garden, which is a reference to relations. Omedes Pecheko, she gets up. 
goes to the mikvah and could eat truma of her father's home that evening. Tanya, we'll say, let's analyze this. Rabbi Lozor, Lozor says, At the end, we'll say first of the widest lines, the actions of a kitana are, are meaningless. So we'll say, therefore, again, so therefore, ultimately, again, what Rabbi Lozor is really saying is that halacha lemaisa, the whole semblance of marriage with a kitana, not, no, not when the father is marrying her off, right? When the mother or brother is not really a marriage. It's not really a marriage. It's an arrangement, but it's not a marriage. In my sekitanic loan, vein baila zakai lob mitsiasa. Therefore, her husband is not entitled to anything she finds. Not to her earnings. Can't annul her nadarim. Doesn't inherit her. Can't become tamitar if he's a coin. She is not like his wife in any way. The only thing is, she needs miyun. So we'll say, it says, fast according to Rabbi Lazar, essentially, what Chazal kind of created over here, and we'll say, this is not how he passed in Allah, but what Chazal created over here is essentially like an arrangement. It's an arrangement. What does the arrangement do? The arrangement gives this girl a certain level of safety and security. Physical safety, material safety, and that her, the one thing her husband does have to do is what? He has to feed her and clothe her, take care of her, but it's not marriage. It's not marriage. And because it's an arrangement, therefore the only thing it really needs in order to dissolve it is Mion. Rabbi Yoshua, Rabbi Yoshua says no. Baila Zaka Mitsyasa, he's entitled to what she finds. Oh my Sadan to her earnings, Bafar Sadaran to annul her vows. The Yarshe, he inherits her with and becomes Tamitar. Klalo Shaldavar, Davar, say, This is the fundamental machlokis, Rabbi Shabalazar, Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer is saying it's not marriage. It's not marriage. Vaharaya. None of the regular details of marriage apply. He doesn't get her earnings. He doesn't tell you, right? He doesn't, he's not entitled to what she finds. Can't annul her vows. Can't become tamitar. It's an arrangement. And it's an arrangement that could simply be annulled through Mion. Rabbi Yoshua says, no, it's marriage. It's marriage. It's regular marriage. Just the only difference is, it, is that it doesn't need a get. It only requires Mion. So Amr Rabbi, Rabbi says, Near to Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Yeshua. I think Rabbi Eliezer is correct over Rabbi Yoshua. So Rabbi Eliezer, his shiva midos of Bikitana, the Rabbi Yoshua chavak, because Rabbi Eliezer, his shita is consistent, whereas Rabbi Yoshua makes distinctions. My chavak, where, where, where does Rabbi Yoshua make distinctions? I ishtohiti by get. Because Rabbi Yoshua, if you really hold that a kitana is the wife of this man, then what? Then what? She should need to get. Why is Mion enough? So the Gemara says, one second, Rabbi Eliezer, Nami, Ilavishtoi, Mion, Nami, Lotibai. But you can say something, Rabbi Eliezer, if she's not his wife, then what? Then why should it even require Mion? No, that's not fair. Because we'll say, even according to Rabbi Eliezer, there's still an arrangement. There's still an arrangement. So because there is a, a structured arrangement, there has to be some mechanism of dissolution. To just say that she just leaves the house and that's it, that's the end, that doesn't make any sense. Good. So we'll say, so remember again, Rabbi Lazar bin Yaakov said, if the akava, if the akava is because of the man, ultimately again, she is, she is still his wife. If the akava is not from the man, then ultimately she's not. What does this mean? So we'll say, here we go. So let's listen to this. Rachel's married to Rachel's married to Ruvain. Rachel's married to Ruvain. Kitana. Her her brother married her off. Fine. So what happens? Another, someone proposes another shidduch, another shidduch. Va'amra 
Machmas Ploni Baili, Zoya Kavashiminaish. She says, No, I would I, I can't because I'm married. Because I'm married. So both say she's remaining in her marriage ultimately again because of her husband. Then that's not Mion. That's not Mion. She's solidifying the fact that she's married to Ruvain. Machmas bene Adam Shinamuganali, if she says, Well, I would entertain the Shidduch, but you're not bringing forth any proposals. Right? I'm unimpressed. Right? I'm unimpressed. So ultimately, the Gemara suggests that's Mion. Why? Because what is she saying? I don't really want to be married to Reuben anymore. But the only reason I'm staying married to Reuben is why? Because you haven't brought up anyone else who is suitable. That's ultimately, again, Mion. If he gave her a get, I both say this is considered to be a situation that is generated by the man, and therefore again she will be usher to his relatives, and he's usher in her relatives. And ultimately again she's usher from kuna mianabo. If she did mian, however, zoya The is very interesting. It, with Mion, with Mion, remember, what does Mion effectively do? It's not just the shot that Mion dissolves the marriage. What does Mion actually do? It makes the marriage as if it never happened. And therefore, what? And therefore, ultimately, again, she is permitted to his relatives. He's permitted to her relatives. And she is not possible from marrying into the Kuna. So the Gemara says, Bro, so we're, we're going to learn this, actually, this is the next Mishnah. That if you do Mion, if you do Mion, ultimately, again, she is permitted to marry his relatives. He's permitted to marry her relatives. And she is not possible from Kuna. Nasan la get. But if he gives her a get, and I both say, even though they don't need a get, right? Let's say the husband gives her a get. Ruben's married to Rachel. Rachel's a Kitana. She doesn't need a get. All she needs is meal. But let's say he gave her a get. Halacha lamaisa. Ultimately, again, I will say in that situation, then what? She becomes prohibited to his relatives, he becomes prohibited to her relatives, and she is pasa from the Quran. To which the Gemara says, You're right, it's not redundant. Ultimately, the price is coming to explain the Mishnah. I will say, and that's a good segue to the next Mishnah. So I will say, so again, what we walk away from this particular Mishnah is a fascinating idea. Namely, that what? That Mion, Mion, first of all, Mion, okay, that Mion doesn't have to be something explicitly stated. You could have what's called contextual Mion. What's contextual Mion? If she does something which clearly indicates that she is done with the first marriage, that's Mion. So I both say, whether it's that she casually says something at her chasana, entertaining company, while at the store, that's Mion. Or I both say, what? She accepts kiddushin from another man. Ain mion gidola mizo. Quite in, incredibly, incredibly fascinating. So we'll say good. We also saw again alochalamaisa. Fundamental alchogishavadaz Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yosei. Just important because then we're going to go on. How do we paskin? What is mion? Is mion? Sorry. What is kiddush kitana? Is kiddush kitana an arrangement like Rabbi Eliezer, or is it a marriage like Rabbi Yoshua? And the answer is, it's a marriage. Like Rabbi Yoshua, it is a marriage. Just the difference is because it's a rabbinic marriage, it's a marriage that doesn't require a get, it's a marriage that only requires meon. But this is important to understand it's not simply an arrangement, it isn't, excuse me, it is an actual lachic marriage. Sorry, good, let's go back to her. Mishnah, a woman does meon with a man, 
is exactly what we just said before, right? So Mion essentially undoes the marriage. She's permitted to marry his relatives. He's permitted to marry her relatives. And she is not psula minakona. So in other words, now if she wants to marry a Kohen, totally eligible. Nason la get, but if he gives her a get, who also bikrovo sell, v'asura bikrovov, upasla minakuna. If there's a get, then enachinami, she's going to be asura to his relatives, he's going to be asura to her relatives, and she's psula from kuna. From kuna. Nason la get, v'achzira, v'achzira, we'll say, listen to this case. Ruvain's married to Rachel, right? So Rachel is a katana. Rachel is a katana. So what happens, Rabbi say? Ruvain gives Rachel a get. And then what happens? Then he remarries her. He remarries her. And then what? Mionabo. Then she does mion. Clearly not a good shidduch, right? Now let's say, Baralach Alamais again, right? So he marries her, Kiddushay Kitana, divorces her with a get, really unnecessary, but gives her a get, remarries her. She's still a Kitana. Now she does mion. What's that, Lacha? And I will say, now she goes in and marries someone else. And she's widowed or divorced from the second husband. She could return back to the first husband. She could return back to the first husband. So I will say, see what happened over here? Right? Ruven married Rachel. He divorces her with a get. Not necessarily, but he does it. Remarries her. Then she does Mion. Okay, marriage is done. Now she marries Shimon. Shimon dies. Shimon dies. The Mishnah says that Halacha Lamaisa, Ruvain is permitted to go ahead and remarry Rachel. And I will say, what's the incredible Chiddush in that? Incredible Chiddush in that? Is that Machser Gushaso? You're not allowed to marry a woman. Right? After you divorce a woman and she marries someone else, you're not allowed to remarry her. Rather, I will say, what's the novelty in the Mishnah? The fact that Ruvain and Rachel, their marriage was ultimately dissolved, how? Through Mion, right? It's as if the marriage never happened. Right? Therefore, again, when she marries Shimon, subsequently divorces or Shimon dies, she can remarry Ruvain. Now, the greater Chiddush is that what? That with Ruvain, she also had a get. She also had a get. So what it sounds like from the Mishnah is that the Mion didn't just dissolve the marriage, but the Mion also did what? Erased all marriage history. Oh. Who wouldn't like an opportunity like that sometimes to erase marriage history and start again? Right? So the Mice again erases all marriage history, including that get. Including that get. And that's why she's permitted to go ahead and remarry Ruvain. So the Gemara says, Conversely, conversely, if Ruvain married Rachel, she did Mion, then they decided to get remarried, then what? Then what? Then he divorced her again, but with a get, but with a get. Now she married, now she's still a Kitana this whole time. Now she marries Shimon, is widowed from Shimon. Now she can't remarry Ruvain. Why, Rabbi say? Why? Because of that get. Because of that get. So the Gemara says, say, I'm a base. So Zach, well, this is the rule. Get achar miun asura lachzor lo. Miun achar get muteres lachzor lo. So we'll say, this is the rule. If there's a get after miun, then Rabbi say, essentially what we look at this couple is as a divorced couple. We'll say, even though again, it's not really a get, right? It's not a real get. Why is it not a real get? Because remember, this is all Kiddushay Kitana. So I will say, if the marriage ended with a get, we treat them like a divorced couple, which I will say means what? Which means what? If now Rachel goes on to marry someone else and that marriage falls apart because of death or divorce, she cannot remarry Ruvain. However, again, if the marriage ended off with Mion, even if there was a get somewhere in that process, right? And, and Rachel now marries Shimon, and that marriage ends, she can come back to Ruvain. So as long as her marriage with Ruvain ended with Mion, it essentially dissolves all previous marital history, she can come back to Ruvain. But if the marriage with Ruvain ended with a get, 
ultimately she cannot come back to Ruvain. So the Gemara says, Miyunach aget mutaris lachserlo. Good. So the Gemara says, Enes peish benises laacher. If a woman does miyun, does miyun with her husband, and then she goes in and she gets married to someone else. Vigirsha laacher umiyanabo. Right? Umiyanabo laacher. And I will say, this is a case of repeated husbands. Right? So now, not repeated husbands. Um, Multiple husbands, right? So a woman gets married to a man. She marries someone else. Then she gets divorced. And then she gets married to someone else. Does miyun. And then she goes and does gerish with someone else. That's just an expanded, expanded case of the previous rule. There's a to, to say a little bit more succinctly, there's a din of machzer grushaso, right? After you divorce the woman and she married someone else, you cannot remarry her. What the Mishnah is essentially highlighting to us is that halacha only applies when? When the marriage ends with a get. But if the marriage ends with mion, you are permitted to remarry that woman even if she subsequently married someone else. And I will say the logic is very simple because that's how mion works. Mion, see, a get, a get severs a relationship. Mion dissolves or erases a relationship. And that is an incredibly profound distinction. Because halacha when the marriage ended with a get, if the wife subsequently married someone else, the first husband cannot take her back. But if the marriage ended with Mion, no matter how many men she married in the interim, that first husband is permitted to take her back. Incredible. And I both say, the further novelty, which we're gonna, which we're gonna, which we're gonna discuss, is it's even more than that. It's not just the pshat that the marriage ended with Mion. I will say, what's the greater chiddish? Reuven was married to Rachel. Kitana. Reuven gives Rachel a get, right? Reuven remarries Rachel, and now Rachel does Mion. I will say, the greater chiddish is that what? Mion doesn't just simply dissolve the marriage. What else does Mion dissolve? The get. The get. That's going to be the greater chiddish. So Alma, here it is. Alma, asim Mion, get. So I'll say, what do you see from here? That Mion has the ability to dissolve a get in, in the same marriage. That's what Kisa just mentioned to you. That Mion has the ability literally to erase all marital history to the point that now Rachel is not considered to be a Grusha to Ruvain. She's considered to be a Mima Enes. And that's why she subsequently marries Shimon and gets divorced from Shimon. She's permitted to come back to Ruvain. Or Mino asks a question. Hamima Enes Beish Viniseis. Right, a girl goes ahead, a girl goes ahead and what does mean to a man and she gets married, right? She marries someone else and then ultimately gets divorced. Then she marries someone else and does mean. And then she does very busy girl. Right? She goes ahead, and then she right, she marries someone else and ultimately gets divorced. What's Talakar? What did the Mishnah say? What did the Mishnah say? Zaklal. We'll say if the marriage ended with a get. And you subsequent, and the girl subsequently marries someone else. She cannot go back to that previous husband. But if the marriage ended with Mion, then what? She is permitted to go back to that husband. Alma, now what do you see from this? Then what you do see is something else. See, what Mion can do is at most... Mion can be mevatel the get within the same marriage. What can't Mion do? Mion of one marriage can't be mevatel the get of another marriage. Now, I will say, you'll think to yourself, what does that mean? Watch this. 
See, I might have thought like this. Look at these cases where the girl is marrying multiple men at different stages. See, I will say, she's getting out of some relationships with a get, some relationships out of Mion. When you look at this, continue, I will say, what, what, what's abundantly clear in this situation? What's the status of this girl? What's her status? She's a katana, right? How, how do I know that she's a katana? Because she's doing me on here, and she's, she's doing me on, she's a, she, the, the good news is she's predictable. She's doing me on every other marriage, right? So, so, so Lamaisa, again, I would have thought in a case like this, it's so clear that she's a katana, her get should be meaningless. And really, she shouldn't have the status of a grusha for any of these husbands. That's what it means when it says, me on diday, mevatel gita da'acher. I would say that she's doing me on every other marriage. It's clear that she's a kitana. So therefore, even the gitten should really be meaningless. And both say, what does that mean effectively? She should really be able to remarry who? Remarry who? Any of the people in this pool. Any of the people in this pool. But Elamai, you see that that's not the case. The way the Mishnah Paskins are both say is, if a marriage ends with a get, she is considered to be a grusha and can't go back to that particular husband. If the marriage ends with Mion, she can go back. So what do you see from her? Alma, lo asi Mion dechare batal gita didei. tavra. No, no, no. Misha shanazu lo shanazu. Must be two different tanoim. Two different tanoim. Most of these machlogis. Omarava, omai kushya. What's the question? Dilma Mion didei mevatal get didei. Mion dechare lo mevatal get didei. So I say, I don't understand. Maybe there's just a simple formula over here. When it's the same husband who's doing both get and mion, his mion is mavatal his get, which will say makes sense. Because if the marriage ends off with mion, what does mion effectively do? What is mion, right? As opposed to a get that severs, what does mion do? Erases. So mion erases full marital erases if there was never a get. But I will say, but again, when it comes to two distinct marriages, mion of one marriage doesn't impact the get from another marriage. So I don't say, why, why can't we just accept that? Why is that? But why is that? Why, so we'll say, see, the Gemara is bothered by the logic of it. Because the logic should say, once there's Mion involved, it's so clear that we're dealing with a Kitana. And once we're dealing with a Kitana, why should the get have any lasting impact? So, why is it that the Mion, Right, the mion of one marriage shouldn't be mavatla ultimately again the get of a different marriage. I'll tell you why. So therefore, I will say, so the, the issue over here, the issue over here that we have is we don't want to get into a situation where halacha what's gonna happen? A woman is married to one man and a previous husband is gonna try to woo her back. We we don't want that. We don't want that. So in order to go ahead and dissuade that, what Chazal did is, they said, if you're divorcing through a get, ultimately, again, this woman has the status of a grusha, and therefore he can't take her back. So in order, in order to prevent this from occurring, they legislated this. To which the Gemara says, Mion didei, nami lo lebatel gita didei, da'aydi demichras b'remizoz, krizoz of al m'shabish o'maisila. So I don't think you can say the same thing with one man's mion as well, right? We should say that his own mion should not go to be mavatal, his own get, ultimately out of concern that he's going to try to woo her back, to which the Gemara says, shibsha ish basha. We assume that in that case, right, he tried to woo her back, right, and it didn't work. So I will say, so now again, what we're facing right now, I will say, is the following. That Allah, in the context of one marriage, in the context of one marriage, 
one husband's mion, or I should say, in one marriage, mion erases all marital history, even if there's a get in there. So that when that marriage dissolves, she's looked at as a mima enes, and therefore she could go back to that first husband. As opposed to halacha except the marriage ends off with a get. Marriage ends off with a get. Halacha says she's looked at as a grusha. And again, number three, that halacha the mion of one marriage, does not in any way impact the get of another marriage. Rather, here's the question. Listen to this. If a husband, Reuven, was married to Rachel, she did Mion, and now they remarried, they remarried, Mion Abba Nasan la get. Now what happens? He gives her a get. He gives her a get. So we'll say, so now what happens? The same case. Reuven's married to Rachel. Reuven's married to Rachel. She does Mion. They get remarried. Now they get divorced again. Now they get divorced, but this, not divorced again, now they get divorced. Reuven gives Rachel a get. Now Rachel, marries Shimon, and what happens? The marriage with Shimon falls apart. So now she gets divorced or is widowed from Shimon. What's that, Rachel? She cannot go back to Reuven, right? So I will say, since the marriage with Reuven ended with a get, she cannot go back to Reuven. Taima, listen to this. Taima, dinis armala onis garsha. You could infer from this, the reason she can't back, go back to Reuven is why? Because she was widowed or divorced from Shimon. So the Gemara says, however, ha-miyana, it sounds like over here that what? Had she done mion with Shimon, muteres lach zorlo, she would be permitted to go back to Reuven. Alma, say, what does that show you? Asi miyun dechavrei, Say, so what does that sound like? It sounds like the mean of one husband could go and be mevatel the get of a second husband. So it sounds like I both say the case that the Mishnah is setting up, when can't she go back to Ruvain when she was widowed or divorced from Shimon? But it sounds like had she done Mion with Shimon, she would be permitted to go back to Ruvain. What does that show you? That Mion of one marriage, in fact, undermines a get, not undermines, but negates or erases the get from a previous marriage. To which the Gemara says, or Midavar, raise a kasha to that. If a woman does mion with a man and then gets married to someone else, she goes ahead and she gets a get from husband number two, from Shimon. And then ultimately again she does mion. If ultimately again she left the marriage with a get, she cannot remarry that husband. But if she left the marriage with Mion, she can return to the marriage. Rather, I will say, so what do you see from here? You see from here that Mion of one marriage cannot negate a get from a different marriage. Two different opinions. Two different opinions. So we'll say, we'll stop over here for today, but just understand what we're, what we're ending off with. What we're ending off with. We're ending off, I will say, here, here's what we have solidified. Within one marriage, within one marriage, the halacha is that what? That if there was a get and then a miyun, if the marriage ends with miyun, what does that do? What does that do? Erases all marriage history. So she's not a grusha, she's a mima enes, and therefore, again, even if she subsequently remarries, she could go, but let's say that marriage ends, she could go back and marry first husband. That everyone agrees with. What's the point of contention about saying? Where there's multiple marriages, some of them are mar- ending with get, some of them are ending with mion. What's the machlokes? What's the machlokes? Could, repeat, could mion of one marriage undermine get of different marriage? Or in other words, do we see that since we see mion happening in other relationships, therefore what? Halacha lemaisa, it's clear that she's a kitana, therefore the get has no effect, 
and she shouldn't be a grusha from any of the marriages and should be able to return to any of the previous husbands. That's the point of contention. Resolution of Mirza Hashem tomorrow. Shkoyach.